Another episode of Sugar Sports. Let's do it. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That was the best fucking part. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Another episode of Sugar Sports going to come hit you right in the temple. I'm JT. Got my man Brian with me. Say what's up, Brian. What's up, everybody over here in the Patrick Mahomes uh, headquarters? Yeah, president of the Patrick Mahomes fan club. I am the prez. I am the prez. Dude, that dude came through again. I love that guy, man. I tell you what, I haven't been, other than my Giants, haven't been as excited of watching a player in the NFL than Patrick Mahomes. I'm I'm just telling you right now, I... I, I don't know what it is about him. He's I just like everything about him. I mean, his demeanor, his, his play is... I mean, obviously, the fact that he's playing well makes it better, but I'm, I just... I'm telling you what, I like this guy. 22 touchdowns in the first seven games. It's sick. He is just... He, you know what I really loved about him? You know, being a dad myself, watching him walk in with Pops' uniform on. He walked in with his Pops' uni, uni on his uh, Mets jersey. Mets 23 jersey. That's pretty sweet. That's going to make me How feel cool. proud. How proud cool as a dad, that? proud as a son. I How mean, that's, cool that's a that? pretty big winning moment. So a question for before we let, get, let, let, let me explain segment. Can I, can I interject before you, yes. you present that yes. question? Just because of the Patrick Mahomes thing. Yeah. You know, because we do do talk about spreads and we right. make our picks on this right. show. I did see that Patrick Mahomes has covered. Well, he's led his Chiefs to yeah. cover every single game this season so far. They're seven zero against the spread. Who does that? Who is it? Just bets this bets them every single time that way. Yeah, Bet- betters have to do that, right? I imagine. You know, and I'm one of those guys that like I'm kind of skeptic, and I'm like, well, so now do you not want to bet the next right. week? The wheels yeah, have got to fall off. Right, but you know right. what? You said it best though. A couple shows back, you were like, you know what? You don't you don't play for the day that the wheels fall right. off. If if the train is moving forward, you get on just board on, and you keep man. riding it, man. Just keep on ride that train. So anyway, back. Okay, back so to here's your question. question. I want a, I want a quick answer, and I don't want you to overthink it. But Oof. right now, you're starting a franchise: Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Pick your player. Patrick Mahomes. Really? Just that easy? That easy. Okay. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, no, no, I I agree with you, but I think there's I think there's a uh, Deshaun Watson's nice, but I pick Patrick Mahomes all day too. I heard this question be asked to other people, and the people that I heard uh, answer, they actually said Watson because of him being second year, even though he only played five five weeks last year, but he was the number one overall statistic player last year. I think that if Deshaun Watson would have had a full season under his belt last year, that you know the hype would have been the same as Patrick Mahomes yeah. now. You know, they almost have the same amount of games under their belt too. Yeah, I mean, really, because Deshaun didn't play much last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Deshaun has a few more games, but no, I, I'm with you on that pick. I was just curious if I, if I, you would just maybe be tricked up and went like Deshaun Watson, but no. Well, you I know, like your pick. I, I think. And thank you for that. But, you know, in well, retrospect, too. Yeah, I you're am the, the president. <laughs> I actually had this conversation with somebody earlier today about ACLs. And, you know, if you go back and you look at quarterbacks who tear their ACLs, yeah. they're, they're not the same that's that following season. Back when Tom Brady went out and Matt Castle took the right. Patriots. Well, Tom Brady hasn't been as, as good since his ACL. No, 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 no. That next year back, oh, okay. the quarterback does not play well. Ryan Tannehill did the same thing. Deshaun yeah. Watson is showing it now. Like it's it's they don't bounce. And Deshaun back Watson year. is a different quarterback than Brady because Deshaun does use his legs yes. a little bit more. So yes. I think in a quarterback like Brady, it's not going to be as big of a factor. But no, I mean that was just I just wanted to throw that no, out. That's there. a fair fair question. I think next year, if after Deshaun Watson has his third year under him, I think it'd be a fair to have that question again. Yeah, because he could show back. We take it. We're both taking Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touche. But let's let's uh, jump right into. Let me explain. Yeah, 
I think that, that we do have some explaining to do, a little do. bit of Especially explaining to do. Especially coming off a 4-0 week last week. I know. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking we were going to go 8-0, man. It kind of looked good there for a little while. It but did, man. We had some crazy games. you want to start this one off? Or want no, to start? you know what? I think you should go and get it. Man, I'm shot, telling man. you right now. I, I ah, My game. I mean, I, I'm something about these London games, but I picked the, the Chargers minus 6 uh, versus the Titans in London. Thought the Chargers... Looked really good. We, you know, we filmed this show on uh, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I'm sorry. And I did not know Melvin Gordon went out, was not going to play at that time. I know he was having some problems with the hamstring, and they did sign one of the practice squad guys. So it, it looked like something could happen. I did not expect him not to be in the game. So that was a little uh, uh, of a ding because he obviously know the guy scored three touchdowns the week before. He's a stud. He's one of the best runners in the game. So that hurt. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, that game came down to a one point because uh, Mike Vrabel decided to take a chance. Seems like coaches are taking a lot more chances now yeah. with these games. You know, they're, they're, the analytics have changed sports, and, and that could be a whole different topic for us on how they've gotten, I mean, these yeah. ideas on when to do stuff, when to go for two, when not to go for two. You know, and they got uh, the Giants had that happen the other day, and, and you know, coaches out there saying if we had a 50% better chance by going for two. Yeah. Uh, I'm old school. I always say kick the field goal, but, you know, times have changed. But back to this game, um, Phillip Rivers still did a great job. He threw for 306 yards, two touchdowns, um, and it came down to the last play. I mean, I had the game locked up. They're up by seven points, and they get to a fourth down play, and I'm thinking, here we go, man. This is the difference. All this is the difference right here. Brian's pride and God. the Tennessee Titans' ability and to I over actually 500. called you. I actually called you on yeah. this game. We actually yeah. got to live this game uh, directly through the phone. The, the yeah. only bad part, Buzz, uh, you were like seven seconds behind me. So, <laughs> so, so I should have just hung up, but, but but I, but I, you know what? I wanted to be, I wanted to be the one to announce it. So yeah, when you said, "Oh fuck," that's when I knew things went south. <laughs> that's when it went south. So fourth down, Mariota hits his guy. He had an half halfway decent game. He threw for two hundred thirty-seven yards. He's still struggling this year, but he did. He he killed me, you know. And that the hurt. Chargers have won four games in a row. So I mean, I'm telling you, this team's tough. But uh, they were not good for me this week. So that was my loss. And uh, came down to the last play. You know what yeah. am I going to say? It wasn't a blowout. It was. It was kind of where I thought it would be. They were going to win them the game by seven. They had to drive down the field to make that happen too. So yeah, that long run. That they did. Back yeah, home, man. It. So a lot of things thing busted loose. Man, when you're betting on these games, boy, it can be. It can be crazy. Yeah. But then I went to my Dallas Washington game, which I predicted like about a 24-17 kind of game. And I, I said that on the last show. Go back and listen to it. It's there. And we had a 20 to 17 game. So, I mean, I was. Uh, <laughs> and another game that was decided at the end. And I'm thinking, I have this game locked up. We had talked about it during the day, during the game. Looks like this is going to work. And all of a sudden, Dak starts coming down the field. And then, which was a real, I mean, most, I'm sure most of you guys saw the snap infraction, which um, when I saw. Um, the lineman for the Redskins jump, I'm thinking, oh, my God, he yeah. just gave him another five, five yards. Are you yards. kidding me? Yeah. How do you not? Right. And then you look and you see what happened, and this guy, I mean, he's been on the team for 14 years. Um, he's a vet. He says he does the same thing every time, and people have looked at the video on this, and the guy does the same thing every time. But somehow he got called with a snap infraction, moves him back from a 47 to a 52-yard kick. I'm still sitting there going, if, if he hits this, if he hits this, I lose. I lose because yeah. we got a 2020 game. I got 42 points I'm only, you know, yeah. I'm given here. You're hoping for a tie, and that's and then it. And that's it. I'm at a tie or nothing, so yeah. a field goal wins, any of that, so... And then he just shanked it right off that post, and there it is. I mean, that's how that's how easy it is. I mean, both of my picks came right down to that. You know, yeah. I could be two and zero, zero and two, one and one, like I ended up being. But uh, exciting, 
It was exciting games. Yeah, and, you know, and I have money riding on those babies, so so yeah. it even makes it a little extra exciting. And so. as a Giants fan, um, you kind of applaud that one of your uh, one of your nemesis has got to go through that kind of heartbreak. Uh, and the fact that it's the Cowboys is, is even sweeter. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is sweeter. I love to see that team do bad. I mean, that that's my that's my team. That's the team that I hate is the Cowboys. I you thought know, you were saying fan. screw the Eagles last week. Well, I hate the Eagles. Almost as much. Rank them. Let's rank them one through three. Dallas is number one. You hate them Philly's more. number two. Okay. Washington's number three. Yeah, okay, yeah pretty simple. It. All right. Yeah, they're all dog shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They say the same thing about the Giants, so those are true fans. We all hate each other in that division, so that that's how it goes. Yeah. So my last thing to explain, um, which I'm kind of going to explain, and I'm going to kind of say I, 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 I did tell you um, – Last week on my FanDuel lineup, you know, I wanted to get you guys um, some three of the best running backs. We got Barkley, Gurley, and we had Hunt, and those guys killed it. Hunt, three touchdowns. He scored 34 points. Gurley got 28, and then Barkley got 21. I mean, getting all those guys in the lineup was nice. Um, that, that basically you know, took you to where you needed. I also told you to get uh, the Cleveland receivers in there, and Landry had a nice game. He was 3.2x, his value, and he got 20.7 points. Callaway... God, that guy. You know, I he, he he was primed for a week to actually catch some balls. He ended up under two points. You know, I I'm not a I'm not a believer in that guy. I mentioned it. You know, talking about the show, the the hard knock show. I just don't like the guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, he just didn't come across as a, you know, whatever. He was one of those guys that makes it he, he make he makes you easily hate him. Um, and then equally when he when he scores under two points. So I like that pick, but it didn't happen. But my Complete well, before I get to my complete meltdown, uh, Julio Jones did get about 15 points, so he, he came through too. So, all mm. the big guys did what they needed to do, but that's not how you're going to win money in FanDuel. You need your your value picks to come through. Yeah, you have a little and for some reason, yeah. I you know drank a bunch of the Blake Bortles Kool Aid. I don't even know Future if Hall of Blake Famer. Bortles Kool Aid exists, but but whatever it is, it, it makes your head screwed up, and somehow you see his name, and it killed me. He got benched. He looked like shit. He didn't even. He scored one point four four points. Yeah, and that's just terrible. And that that that's the difference. I mean, I, I gave you the guys that could, could possibly got you in the money, so that's a good thing. But then when I went with my O'Shaughnessy pick, remember yeah, O'Shaughnessy? O'Shaughnessy. So I love this guy. Now we do this show on Wednesday, and if we would have done this show on Friday I, or even Saturday, I would have been able to let you know that he didn't play. <laughs> so you would have to plug and play another shitty tight end. So you probably, even if you did t- take him out of your lineup and you did listen to me, you went with a bad tight end anyway, and you probably got the points O'Shaughnessy he was going to get anyway. Right. So it wasn't going to be you know anything dramatic. But the big guys last week, Trubisky, Marlon Mack, and John Brown, those guys were the ones that you had to have in that five to six thousand dollar range to really make a thing. So I blew it on the Bortles pick. God, I cut it through Eli in there. He threw for four hundred yards and a oh, touchdown, and he was right coming. around the same. Oh. He was right. Well, I mean, oh, you, you might as well see yeah, it. Yeah, you know. I mean, yep. so anyway, I, I killed it on the running backs, but you know, everyone knows in Fandle you got to find those values, and I missed it on the value picks, but I did kill it on the on those guys. But we'll I'll, uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. But but that's my, my let me explain. Why don't you, you know, uh, fire you, yours on? Real quickly, though, I had a question for you because yeah. you brought up Saquon Barkley, and I didn't want to forget to ask. But, you know, I, I was listening to, um, I forgot which channel, but they were talking about Saquon Barkley, and their the analysts were saying, like, oh, you know, the Giants are kicking themselves now and taking the running back in the first round instead of a quarterback. So while I was sitting there reflecting on that, I'm like, you know, maybe, but none of these – 
first-year rookie quarterbacks that are currently starting, I mean, none of them are lightning on fire. I mean, do you do you feel like you might have missed out, or are you happy with? No, I think I, I touched on this before too. I don't think they missed out. I think he's a difference maker, and he's one of those backs you just don't see very often. Sure. And I think you're going to be happy at the end of his career. Now, yeah, the the situation with the quarterback is is horrible with the Giants right now, especially you know, the way Eli is playing. And they're saying that, you know, the picks coming up in this year's draft, you know, quarterbacks is not that deep. Yeah. And they're saying that, you know, they screwed up, they screwed up. It's hard. How do you, I just don't get how you say they screwed up when they got this talented guy back there. No, no, no. I get it. You know, and I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm saying it because I think when you're in the top part of that draft, I know you want to get franchise quarterbacks. You want to get them, but he is just too. He was too hard to pass up. I think. Yeah, he's a great spot. running back. He is a great running. The Browns back, should have taken him number one, and they should have got a quarterback it, it, at four. But Baker Mayfield isn't playing terribly. I either, think they get Baker the, Mayfield the draft, at four. Good point. Good point. Yeah. To that, yes. So. But you know, I mean, the, I scenario is, I give you one of these rookie quarterbacks right now. Right now. Well, I don't want Rosen. In exchange for <laughs> for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Could you imagine what Rosen would be like on no, the Giants? Terrible. I mean, he's terrible. The Cardinals are yeah, terrible. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it, you know. I'm, Sam Darnold? I mean, do you think... I didn't like Darnold. You know the reason I didn't like Darnold coming out of college? Because the guy turned the ball over at time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I'm not saying he's not going to turn out to be a good quarterback. He's going to be in New York, so he's going to have that. I mean, the Giants and the the Jets are a lot different franchises, but... Um, I wouldn't take either one of those two right now if I had the choice. Yeah. Okay. You know? that, and I wouldn't fair. take and I wouldn't take Baker Mayfield either. And that's how I kind of felt when they yeah. brought this up today. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. They're looking at everything anything, else. Though. They're looking at the problems they have at yeah. quarterback, and I think people are just so frustrated because Eli Manning's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, and he and he's not playing. I mean. He did throw for 400 yards, and he did see the issues at, yeah. at the line. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's times when he didn't have time to throw, and, mm-hmm. and then we all saw when he tried to get in the end zone on the last two plays of the game. Oh, I was, was just a- like, I felt like I was watching a movie when they were like trying to pick out the the red and blue wire. And you're like, pick, you know, pick. It's gonna blow up. You know, you're waiting, you're waiting, and it's like it was it was so hard to watch him try to get in. He's trying to do the right thing, but that was bad. Good for Eli. Oh, Eli. He tried. I mean, but you know what? They should be able to get in. Jesus Christ, offensive line. Let him get in there. But he looked, he did look a little slow. He's not like Tom Brady. If Tom Brady on those those quarterback sneaks, that guy's legit. Yeah, and he's like lightning back. I'm just kidding. He's 41. He's done. No, I'm telling you. He's got good protection. Good line. Well, that's That's the difference. difference. Um, Well, I'm going to go ahead and kind of get into my my explanations for what happened last week. And I, I'm not going to say I, I don't feel terrible, but I, I don't feel great. It's not as good as going 2-0. I, I also went 1-1, one one, so us as a unit, 500. I'd say I'd like to take that, but we definitely could do better, and next week we will. But I'm going to start with my loser of the week. I took the um, the over in the Rams versus Niners at 52.5. The game ended up finishing up at 39-10. to 10. The Rams looked just like the Rams. Todd, Todd Gurley added three touchdowns. Jared Goff threw for two more. The Rams took the ball away a ton, which is what I thought the defense might do, but not at a clip of four times, including a blocked punt. Um, they were able to get to the quarterback as well, sacking C.J. Beathard seven times in this game, Aaron Donald accounting for four of those. The Niners, in the turnover differential, they're minus 15 up Ouch. until this point now. I saw a stat that they were minus one through the first 14 quarters of the season. They are minus 14 in the previous 14 quarters of the season, so they're definitely trending the wrong way. 
Future Hall of Famer C.J. Beathard <laughs> probably should call his tailor and tell him he does not need him to come. Did, we, get did anybody? For his did gold any of you guys yet? think Mr. Backup Quarterback was going to just change the world? Didn't you? Oh no! Anybody he, that did, you're crazy. Yeah, he fell from grace and he fell hard. Uh, you know, I thought the Rams were going to score in the high 30s in this game, as they did. Yeah. Uh, made sense to me. Just figure San Francisco is going to at least 17 from San Francisco while they were at home. With the, with the Hall of Famer back there. Yeah, man. And, you know, and and, and um, Breda, Matt Breda. Yeah. Breda. 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 You know, he's he, he averages a, a pretty good yeah. tote per carry. And I, and I thought that, you know, with the Rams being kind of suspect with their rushing defense, that he might have clipped off some some good runs. Did you see the, the, the play that Donald had in that game where he just ripped the goddamn ball right out of yeah. the running back's hands? I mean, he just said, uh-uh. Yeah. It all happened when they're bent. I mean, he doesn't have any time. Just boom, just give me the ball. It's a man amongst boys, man. Dude, he, that dude and then he got Sue next to him. I know it's it's ridiculous. How they how their rushing defense is lackluster is beyond me. But I guess those dudes just get to the quarterback, yeah. right? You know. So I mean, anyway, San Francisco's offense sucked even yep. at home. Couldn't do enough to get me to the over. Close. I, I fell short by three points. and a half. Damn I, you it! Know, you convert one of those field goals. At least they didn't goals. kick a field goal. Yeah, that's. No, true. you don't want to miss by no, half a no, point. No, that would have been worse. So, <laughs> I mean, a bright spot for, for the Niners is, and if you're thinking in a fantasy perspective, you know their tight end George Kittle, uh, he had a pretty productive game. You know, if there was any bright spot for them, 98 yards and a touchdown grab. Uh, the Niners go to play the Arizona Cardinals up next in that barn burner. Everybody can't wait to Ooh, sign up for oh, that. Yeah, That's going to be great. But uh, here's a fun thing, though. The Rams are actually hosting Green Bay, and this is the biggest underdog the Packers have ever been while Aaron Rodgers is at the helm. Started at 8.5, and, and that line is trending the <laughs> the negative direction really? for the for the Packers, so they're they're feeling like the Rams are, g- are going to be able. Where's that game at again? Did you say where it was at? In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, I guess it would have to be right. Yeah, to so be that big of a spread. Wow, and that's that. You know, what surprised me. I don't want to get into Go that. Go get Le'Veon Bell. I know. God, will somebody wait? Go get why? Him? Why? Who the Rams? Or are you talking about the Packers? Yes. Oh, say, oh. Yeah. Oh no, not the yeah, not the Rams, <laughs> but but the Packers. My. God, just go add that I know. feature there. I yeah. mean, I know it's a rented player, but anyway, we can yeah. get going on that guy forever. So on the positive note, on my lock of the week, and that's the reason why we call it the lock of the week, I took the Pats minus three versus the Bears. I kind of rattled Woo-hoo! off all the reasons why I thought the Bears were going to put up a good game, but that I gave you the reason why Tom Brady would be able to do enough to make this thing win. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout, and it wasn't. Pats come away to a 38-31 to 31 victory. However... I had to change my pants after this game. Yeah? Specifically a particular play? <laughs> At the very end wow, of this thing. that was crazy. Oh, my God. I saw I saw that 54-yard Hail Mary up in the air into the hands of Kevin White, and I was like, oh, my God. As soon as he spun out, I was like, this guy's got nothing but daylight in yeah. front of him. And then all of a sudden, he was wrapped up by four or five defenders. They stuck it, held him right on the one-yard line, and I was this close to missing this pick and going 0-2 this week. <sighs> I, I couldn't believe it. A couple of other notes from the games. Josh Gordon had a 100-yard game. I think he's starting to finally come on. We have a side bet on Josh Gordon, have a side bet. See, Brian thought that Josh Gordon wouldn't be able to accumulate 800 yards on the season. I took that bet. I think he's going to get there. I think so. he's going to get there still. Time will tell. Uh, <laughs> the Pats did have a little bit of extra help from their special teams. Two touchdowns, yes. in fact. Yeah, one one nice. kick return from Cordell Patterson and another blocked punt. So... Uh, overall, good game, exciting. I almost lost it, but it, it kind of bounced in my favor thanks to the, the, the stone wall at the end of the game. 
38 to 31. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a bounce back week. We're gonna go for yeah. I mean, 500 week. is about the worst we want to do. I mean, obviously, I mean, we could you know, we don't want to see that. But uh, you know, see that but what? Man. But what is that? I, I scratch down what we are on the season. We're we're ten and six on the season. You know, I mean, you keep betting with us, you're winning money right now. Yeah, I'd say so. So I mean, uh, hey, that's that's good. Yeah, but this we go, we so. get another four and zero here, and we're good. Yeah, we're gonna fatten our pockets a little bit further this week. That's yeah. for sure. We ain't losing money, Brian. No, we're not losing money right now. That's what it's we're about. We're not going to. And we're damn right. Yeah, yeah I kind of stepped on my tongue there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no negativity right here. Yeah, so let's jump into the headlines. What, yeah. what do you got? What do you, what do you want to lead with here? Well, brother? I want to lead with something, and I'm going to throw a little uh, audio in here, okay? All right, here, here it is. I, w- I wonder if you remember this uh, saying. Tell me if you know what this is. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. That was George w. w. Bush <laughs> talking about fool me once, shame on you, fool me try, shame on me. But he couldn't get it out. And yeah. it was one of my favorite things that I've always got. It's probably one of everybody's favorites so, who's ever heard it. So, so basically in my headline, I kind of gave it away is uh, Mr. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Jarrah. Jared Jones there um, made a big trade. Yeah, and he and got then, hosed. He got hosed? I'd say he got on hosed. On this trade? Oh, yeah. And that, I think I, he did. I think that's what you're meaning by your uh, audio there, huh? Well, the reason why I say shame on, you know, first time shame on you, second time shame on me. I mean, we're talking about, um, I'll talk about the trade, but the reason I brought that up is because this has happened before in Dallas. Yeah. This is not the first time. It's not even the second time. Yeah. It's the third time that he's done this. Um and he's done this in dramatic fashion. I mean, he traded number one pick for Mari Cooper, um, which I get. I think out of all the trades, and let me go over the other trades first because it kind of puts it in perspective. So what he did for Roy Williams, remember Roy Williams? Mm-hmm. Roy Williams was 28 years old. He was with uh, the Detroit Lions, and uh, this is when Michael Irvin got smashed in a game in, in Philly, mm-hmm. and those suck-ass Philly fans booing his ass. Even though I hate the Cowboys, it just shows you how dirty and shitty Philly fan can be. I mean, they're the ones that threw the snowballs at Santa Claus, and they're always going to remember that. So anyway. <laughs> Every kid's going to remember <laughs> yeah, they're that. They're always going to remember that. But Michael Irvin looked like, you know, he was paralyzed down there, and they were, you know. But then I, I tell you what, there was one thing that I remember about Michael Irvin saying is, he goes, I'd have booed too. I wore them out for like 10 years. <laughs> So, touche to Michael Irvin for saying yeah. that. It's probably the only cowboy moment I'll ever like, but, the high but that, road. Was, that was Took pretty the funny. High road so like what that. they did when he got hurt is Jerry Jones basically panicked. He's got Romo, and he's, he's like, we need, a, we need a wide receiver. So they sent a first round, a third, and a sixth pick Ugh. for Roy Williams at 28 years old, and he didn't break um, 600 yards in the three seasons he was there. Oof. Ouch. That sucks. Fool me once. Yep. Fool me once, so let's see. Uh, would they ever do that again? No, no they couldn't do it again, no, could they? they? Wouldn't would they? Well, you know, they did want a guy named uh, Joey Galloway from the Seattle Seahawks. I know that guy. Yeah, remember Joey Galloway? <laughs> he was electric. Speedster. He that was electric. Can, that dude was fast. That guy was running. Um, I mean, kickoffs back. He was he was really exciting for the Seattle fans. But Jerry wanted him. Twenty-seven years old. He sends not one but two first-round picks to Seattle. Thank you, Jerry. God. And you know who those two picks ended up being? I know it's, it's been a while. One of them was one uh, running back. One of your best running backs, Mr. Sean Alexander. 
who didn't play his first year. Yeah, he was hurt. He was yeah. hurt. And Corn Robinson, which is another, he was an okay wide receiver. He yeah, but he had a lot of trouble too. He was kind yeah. of a an off field problem. But you know, I mean, he and he was he was both of those players were integral in our 2005 run to the right. Super Bowl. So yeah. I mean, yeah, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, so Jerry did that. And the funny thing about uh, Joey Galloway tore his ACL in the first week, Ugh. and then um, next next year he had like 699 yards, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So yeah. he got three picks there, and barely even. Combined uh, thirteen hundred yards between all of those. Yeah, I mean that's just so. So basically, what I'm getting down to is, is Dallas did this again. Can't fool you three times. Can, can you, they? Man? I mean, I tell you, the only thing they got going for it. I'm going to try to play their side. Is Amari Cooper's twenty four years old. Um, he is young, and they keep bringing up the there's not going to be a receiver next year's draft that's as good as Amari Cooper. But the difference here that I, I think you have to look at is Amari Cooper is twenty four. He's been in the league, and he's going to be getting paid now. So the difference in, in getting a you know a 22, 23-year-old rookie wide receiver is that you usually get four years at a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that deal with Amari Cooper now. Because mm-hmm. Amari Cooper's a veteran in the league now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, you're going to have to pay him. He's going to have a fifth-year option on his rookie deal, which is going to be worth $13 million <laughs> if mean, they take it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you're, already, you're already paying this guy. And I'm not saying that he's a bad wide receiver. He's not bad. He's had, he's had two years, um, over 1,000 yards. Last year he only had 680 yards. He had a really down year. Yeah. The Raiders have, have been and not The Raiders a had team. a down year. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it could be a product of the system. I mean, he, For he sure. has the physical capabilities to be a legit threat. Yeah. And in response to be devil's advocate here to see if maybe Jerry was doing the right thing, Dak Prescott's going to have to get locked up here too soon, you know, and, and he's well, been playing mediocre ball since and his rookie And year. maybe Amari Cooper makes a difference. I think a lot of this, this trade has to do with Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott gets a guy like Amari Cooper, who everyone yep. believes, obviously they believe he's a first-round talent because yep. they did it. Yep. So he, he has to come through. I yep. mean, he, he's playing for his future too. Yep. And now you can't use the I didn't have a number one receiver. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And that's where I was going with yeah. that. You know, I mean, this is the only way to really legitimize whether or not he's, he's worth the price that you'd have to pay to keep that. I hope. I hope this just blows up in their fucking faces. <laughs> I hope that in another five to ten years he does this shit again if he's even around. I, but I mean, that's because that's just the the idea of I love seeing this stuff blow up into Cowboys' I, face. What do they got? Three playoff wins since like twenty two years or something? You know, this is all disgusting. Disgusting. This is all retribution from the Herschel Walker trade because they made out like bandits and that, and and they lived out a little bit of a dynasty because of it. Still paying for it, huh? Yeah. So I mean, will this will they pay for it here? Who's to say? I mean, I think it's a lot. I think you. I just don't believe you had to give up a number one pick to get him. I did hear the Eagles were in the running for Mm -hmm. Mari Cooper, Mm -hmm. wanted Mari Cooper. Mm So that might have been a thing where he might have overpaid. But where does Dallas think they're going? I mean, I don't care if Dallas wins the NFC East, which I don't think they will. Yeah, but they're in a position to do so. Are they going to do anything in the playoffs? Hell no. No. No, that's so, true. So, 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 I mean, I, I don't think it's like, well, the Dallas Cowboys are a wide receiver away. I don't feel like that's it. So why would you start risking your future, you know? Yeah. So we'll see what, how that all plays out. I did want to just, as of one note, let you know that uh, when the Patriots traded for Randy Moss, it was a fourth-round pick. Wow. Fourth-round pick, and that guy set a bunch of records oh the following God, year. Yeah. You know? and then but it, that just goes to show, I mean, it could be a system thing, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they might have the same deal in Dallas. Yeah. For your sake, I hope not. But Well, and then not to throw your Seahawks under the bus, but they're the other team that like to do this first-round pick for uh, wide receivers. Yeah. Um, they did the Deion Branch thing with the Patriots. Yep. And Deion Branch wasn't terrible. I mean, no. you know, but uh, they, they traded a number one pick, nope. a number one pick. Nope. Not the guy it. wasn't even a number one pick. He was a number two pick. Yeah. So they traded a number one pick, and then uh, you well, guys— Well, we're talking first-round. 
rounder, second rounder here. Right, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But then uh, you got also the Percy Harvin thing. You remember Percy Harvin? Of course. Yeah. First, Mr. third, and a seventh. First, third, yeah. and a seventh. So it history shows us that these wide receivers, it's a big risk. It's yeah. a big risk to make these trades for wide receivers. Yeah. And Unless you get Randy Moss in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, the, a lot of wide receivers are, you know, they, they, they thrive in their certain systems or they, they have this type of connection through off-season workouts with their quarterbacks. You know, I mean, and you, you're able to succeed because you're in the right situation. And when you leave that situation and you have to start all over again, sometimes the dots just don't connect and, right. and you end up with failed deals, you know. So I guess if you're looking at history here, you would say that is the two parties making the trade. The one who gets the pick is probably the one who's going to end up better uh, off. I tell you what, I think in the NFL we're seeing a lot of trades right now, more trades than we've seen in the past, which I really like because you never used to see trades in the NFL. But um, I think defensive defensive trades are way safer than yeah. doing this yeah. wide receiver You're and right. offense stuff. Yeah, I mean, Amari right. Cooper's got 22 catches for 280 yards this year. Yeah. That's shit. No, he's and, and I know that Carr's playing like shit. The That's offensive another line's guy. not giving him enough yeah. time to get down the field. Yeah, either. so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I wish you no luck, Dallas. <laughs> I'm know, not going to mince words. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not sugarcoat it. Huh? So what uh, do you got? What do you got for some headlines? Well, you know, I'm trying to just stay on this topic here and talk just a little bit about teams that are purging. I mean, John Gruden is blowing shit up down there in Oakland. You know, I mean, they had some star talent, Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack, like people that they can take to Vegas and actually have a product. But now they're going to be taking a team that's rebuilding over to Vegas. And it just doesn't feel like that's the way that you want to start. However, I mean, John Gruden in these within these trades, he has five first rounders in the next two seasons. And whether he's going to draft at all five of those spots or he, he's going to use them to be, get more equity with later round picks, I mean, he's positioning himself for a rebuilding. But, I mean, Khalil Mack, I mean, he's a dominant player, an ex-defensive player. He could probably be probably a Hall of Famer be. if he stays the course. You know, and you got the Raiders right now. You know how many sacks they have on the season and we're going into week eight? I know, but I'm going to say under ten. Seven. Oh, my God. Seven sacks. They're not getting any pressure. You know, so it's... I'm not saying they're right or they're wrong with this, but, I mean, the timing of trying to have to go through a rebuild right now when you're going to be well, switching Well, you could also cities. maybe trade those number one picks for actual players. That's I mean, Yeah, no, it's true. Whether it's, but, but why would you do that when you had one of the best linebackers in football already? So Yeah. So what are you, what are you really doing there? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's never a guarantee that a first-rounder is going to be... And they're saying that this draft, I mean, I, I know people say the depth in draft is hard to say right now, but um, they're not... This is not like these you know, surefire players. No, you know, but but that always changes. Yeah, you know, let the college season rule, you know, come through, and he may, you know, he may even get to a point where he starts trading, um, you know, number one picks next year for just keep pushing them back yeah. until he can finally realize what he wants. I mean, I I keep hearing that David Carr is Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah. I, I do that yeah, all the time. Brother, yeah. um, but Derek. Tarek Carr is uh, potentially another one he might. But didn't they but come out and so. say that yeah, he, he says he's he likes for him. trade, though? He's sticking around. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy's got the, the capability to be. We've seen He does. It, I mean, he know. broke his back. He his came leg. back. Isn't his back? His leg broke his, his leg? leg in the playoffs that year. Did something happen to his back? I thought something happened to his back. He might have had back issues last but year. But he's come back. He's a yeah. tough kid. Yep. I mean, he's he's got that pedigree to be a quarterback, I think. It's just a bad it's a scenario where he's the younger version of what Eli's going through as the old man. Yeah, I know. They're it's both in just bad situations. Speaking of that, yeah. what do you think about uh, your Giants kind of sending off? You know, you kind of screwed with me the other day. I almost got in a car accident because he sent me a text <laughs> saying they traded Eli. And I was like, what? <laughs> they finally did it? Who the 
the hell would have even taken well, that? Well, everybody in the New York media and all these people did the same thing to me, and I wanted to do it to someone else because I saw Eli got traded, and they had these pictures of Beckham going, oh, that Eli. So Eli Apple, obviously, is the one that got traded. Yeah. And um, and I, at first I'm thinking, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then, But, yeah, the Giants are now to a point where we also traded Snacks, Harrison, our friggin' DT that yeah. I love. He's one of my one of my favorite players on the team. And he's ranked fourth in the league overall as far he's, as defensive tackles. He's legit, and um, I know that Apple went to the Saints, and we got a fourth-round pick next year and a seventh round the following year. So, I mean, we gave a number one yeah. guy. We had a number one pick there. But and he's, he's only 24. He, he He's just got issues. Yeah, Eli's, yeah. Got, Eli's got issues, so that's fine. Move on. We, I mean, I know Landon Collins had their thing. Called him a cancer for yeah, the team. Yeah, I know. So that, I mean, there's, some, there's a reason a player would say that. Publicly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he tried to back it up, backtrack on that yeah. a little bit to try yeah. to, you know, no, realizing they were going to keep him around. But, you know, good luck over there with him. Snacks is the one that really, you know, hurt. And they got a fifth-round pick for him. And, God, someone's going to be happy. Someone's yeah. run defense just got really nice. They should have at least tried to – package an offensive lineman to come your way, right? I mean, wouldn't that have made sense? Or, well, anything you know, on the offensive line would make sense, but I don't know who's given up an offensive that's lineman. That's true. They're, anybody they're that's, these days. Anybody that's um, you know, trying to make a run, unlike these teams making these trades, are not going to trade offensive linemen right now. So you're basically going to bank on picks yeah. at this point, and it sounds like um, we have a few other players that could be going here and you know, like I said before, I, I like the fact that more trades are happening in the NFL because five, ten years ago, no trades happened in the NFL. I mean, it was just it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You saw it in all the other sports, mm-hmm. but I, I think trading is good. I think it's 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 nice to see. It's, it's it kind of gives you that whole you can talk about it before you can even talk about it because you knew no one was going to get traded. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, and there's so much to do with the the managing of cap space and, and trying to know where you're going with the franchise, like. I would love to be in a meeting room with these executives as they're trying to talk through their next three years, yeah. you know, because it, you have to make tough decisions in this league because Analytics of that Analytics is getting you know? into it, too, here. And I know Harrison, you know, I'm going to miss snacks, but he, he was getting up there and he had a good contract after we signed him for, to, from the Jets as a free agent, and we paid him some money. So he, he's going to be coming off the books. Mm. I believe Eli's going to be coming off the books next year. I really don't see him on the team um, next year, and... We're in a total rebuild mode, and it, you know what really bugs me about this rebuild mode is we've had two shitty seasons. Yeah, like we've had two shitty seasons, and now we're rebuilding. Yeah. So this is the frustration I have for me and Giant fans out there is the last two seasons. What makes this even extra hard is we actually thought we had a chance two years ago. Not last year. There was people that picked us to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you can you can say you can find someone that's going to say that, but there was people in the ma- mass media that said the Giants have the talent to do this. Yeah. Well, you had a strong. Th- Finish, yeah, went to the playoffs exactly. So I mean, I mean it's it like, sense. yeah. So so when you have a team that you think as a fan is going to do well, and then they pull this shit, mm-hmm. it's extra painful. Yeah. And now that we've had two shitty seasons, because this season is not salvageable. Any now that the fact that we're letting everyone go, is the fact that now we're going to start to try to rebuild. So now we've gone through these two shitty seasons, and now we're in rebuild mode, and we got some of the talent, most talented offensive players. You know, we got Saquon Barkley and uh, Odell Beckham, and I'm telling you, Evan, Evan Ingram is another yeah. one. Yeah, so, and, I his, mean, and his return helped you guys out, you know, him coming to Sterling Shepard. I mean, we yeah, have some yeah. really nice offensive pieces, point. and we just paid. We have the most expensive offensive left tackle in, in football. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's just it's fucked close. how it is right now. But, you know, maybe Gettleman, our general manager, pulls a magic rabbit out of the hat, and that's what we're hoping for. Because you, you don't get a chance to rebuild 
in New York without taking a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, they'd been bad, and they were bad in the 70s and 80s, but you just have to, you got to figure it out. So it, it's it's a sore subject, man. Good luck. Yeah, I need a lot of luck. And go Dodgers, too. I don't want the Red Sox to win. There's still a little baseball mountain oh, there. Oh, man. God. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. but So speaking of wish you luck, let's hope you have a little bit more luck this week with your fantasy than you did last week. What do you what do you got for everybody? Well, it wasn't terrible. Let's Remember, I still, I still had a little something. I just didn't get the, yeah, the bad picks. Yeah, that's true. And I guess if you're somebody who is a fantasy player, the first rule of thumb is you check your lineup before yeah, the game starts. Yeah, and start. I'm sure that happened. That so nobody, happen, nobody so. put their lineup in on a Wednesday and went. But, but this week in the FanDuel, um, I'm going a little bit different, and I'm going to throw a curveball in here, and this one is a big enough curveball that I could be taking some shit next week, or it could be working out pretty well. Uh, I'm going to leave Gurley out of the lineup. Ballsy. <laughs> I mean, that just really sounds stupid. Even saying it sounds stupid, because Gurley is a beast every week, but I feel like everyone's to a point now where you have to put him in the lineup, and I feel like if you can get away from him this week, this might work out, because you can actually build your lineup a little bit more steady, and what I'm looking at is spending about $7,500 on Deshaun Watson, getting you about 20 points, 21, 22 points, and then I'm going to go Kareem Hunt and Barkley again at running back. So, I mean, that's going to be something that I'm hoping that um, we keep those guys, keep it hot. And then um, what I'm also going to do is I'm going to skimp on receivers this week. So here's your, here's your three receivers that I think is going to be nice, nice in that right price range between the six and $5,000 range. Um, Keenan Cole, Jordy Nelson, and Demarius Thomas, I know some, some of you are going to hear me say his name and be like, fuck that guy. He kills me every week. He only has like an occasional week where it works out. But I think this week he's going to be okay and he's going to get you in that uh, 9 to 11 range. Kind of the same thing with Jordy Nelson and Cole. They're going to get you in that range. I'm going to, I'm going to go big and I'm going to get the best tight end out there. Travis Kelsey, he's the highest priced uh, tight end at 7300 But we're going to go James Conner at flex. I think he's going to have one more week before the whole levy on Bell thing figures out. But he's going to get you in that 17-point range. And then you're going to save a little value on the defense with the Cardinals. Eight, get, get you a $3,400 uh, salary at about eight points. So this lineup's going to get you in that 130 to 150 range. Um, we're, basically what we're doing is we're, we're loading up at running back with Hunt Barkley. And we're going, to try to, we're going to try to skimp and get good days out of Cole Nelson and Thomas. And if that can happen... I think you can have a good week, especially especially if Gurley doesn't have a good week because a lot of people are going to go Gurley. Yeah. You know, so I like that lineup. Um, I mean, you can spend upwards of eight to 9000 on Antonio Brown and A.J. Green. Then they're going to get you like 17 points. But if you can get money and value out of these five to $6,000 guys and get that 10 to 12 points, um, it could be a really nice week for you. So Deshaun Watson's my man, my boy Barkley and Hunt, and then some nice little uh, – Hopefully sleeper receivers, and then I can come back with a with a nice week, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, I hope you do, Brian. Um, you know, I'm not going Blake Bortles. You saw his name was on there. He's on a short leash. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Blake Bortles. You just fucked me last week, and it ain't gonna happen again. Yeah, we're not we're not messing with that guy. Forget it. Absolutely forget it. No, so. you know I uh, I, I kind of want to leave the fantasy thing up to you. I said, but you know there there are a couple of things that I. Uh, Couple running backs. I like following the running backs just because yeah. I think that you can find some value there and deeper in the in the drafts day to day for the daily fantasy stuff. And one, I'll give you two guys. So one of the guys that I like is Jalen Jalen uh, Richard or Richard. One of the two. Richard. Richard. Jalen Richard. Um, you know, they're putting Marshawn Lynch on IR. He's That's got a, some core issues. Uh, he's probably going to get 
some additional touches out of the backfield. So he's right now valued at 5,700. That's uh, nice. He's pretty way down there. So I, I definitely think that he's going to be a good pickup this week if you're looking for a value running back. Yeah, that's a nice value. Uh, the other one that I have my eye on is um, Isaiah Crowell. Well, not I'm sorry, no, not Isaiah Carell. I I apologize. Well, Bilal, 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 man, he's Bilal Powell. Bilal Powell, yeah, neck injury. Same guy. Place on injured reserve. Yeah, same guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's on injured reserve. So Isaiah Crowell, could, could he could pick up some uh, some more totes. He is somebody to look at. He's not necessarily somebody I'm high on because he's been dealing with some foot and ankle injuries, uh, but but definitely somebody to keep your eye on. But the person who I I do like and I think that he could be of some real value is Nick Chubb. Oh, for, yeah. for the Cleveland Browns. He's been nice. He's been nice ever, you know, since uh since Hyde's gone. Well now Hyde is gone. So yeah. Nick well, he Chubb's was gone got, last week yes, too. He's got one game. He played against the Bucks. He put up eighty yards and he rushed for a touchdown. What are we looking at value for him right now? He's sixty four hundred yeah. bucks. I mean and there and there's a guy if if you like what JT's saying too, that's a guy those kind of those three guys, I do like Richard and I like uh Chubb as the two on the top of the list. And I think you can, if you really didn't like one of those receivers and you didn't want to, you know, roll the dice with a Keenan Cole because you got that piece of shit quarterback Bortles over there, and, and you basically maybe swap out a James Conner, you save that money, and then you just go up the ladder on a wide receiver. Yeah. And that would be another another route that I would definitely consider taking. And Cole's the guy. Cole's the guy that he's at 5,100, and he just and Jordy Nelson too. I mean, he, like I said, we're skimping on the wide receiver in this lineup because we're going big on the running back. So if you want to have a, maybe a playmaker in those those guys you mentioned, um, especially the two Richard and uh, Chubb, um, upgrade that wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's uh, check back um, and see how that one goes, and check your lineup before obviously. And Mr. O'Shaughnessy, you know, that be sure he's playing. Yeah, be sure he's playing. <laughs> Jeez, anybody on that team? <laughs> Shit, uh, Jacksonville, what a joke. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah they're hurting. I think, uh, so last week I, I, I led the way on, on, on my picks, my uh, over and my lock, so why don't you go ahead and, and take the ball and run All right, well, I'm going to, for the third straight week of my lock pick, I'm going back to London, man. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe what I'm going to do, I'm just going to go fly there and just watch one of these games, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna sticking with I'm sticking with uh, an NFC East team. Eagles are minus three versus the Jags. Um, home field doesn't matter in this game. I think maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I know one team is who a is home the, team. Oh yeah. I don't know who it is. I think it's the Jags actually. What a shit deal to have to have a home game yeah. in London. Yeah, it's, it's pretty not shitty. fair. Yeah, well, I guess that's how it has to work. But I, I don't like it either. But um, both teams three and four right now. We're playing in London. Uh, for the third straight week, I'm betting on this game for the third straight week in London. Um, Eagles, I think are going to get. I think they'll get back on track here. I mean, they had a terrible game against Carolina. Um, they they were up 17 nothing in that game yeah. going into the fourth quarter, and yeah. they give up three touchdowns. As much as I liked seeing that, I mean yeah. that was very nice. So you Eagle fans, suck it, <laughs> just suck it. You and the I just I, I just love to feel your guys' pain because of what I'm going through right now. So anytime you guys can uh, go through pain, I'm, I'm going to be right there watching. Um, yeah, I think they get on track after this. I unfortunately they are the best team in the NFC East. Um, and they're, they're going to win the division. I think ultimately they're going to figure it out, and this will be a good game for them to do it. The Jags just don't – I mean, Bortles looks like trash. The defense is a mess. 
here's kind of what we talked about before. When you're betting on a team that's on a high, you keep betting on them. I'm not going to just bet on the Jags thinking that they're going to come out of it. And this is the opposite thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, if they're playing like shit, I'm not going to say, well, this is the week they figure it out. I mean, and you can do that, but I would rather take the trend of them trending down yeah. and just keep letting that happen. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, I believe that Peterson's a better coach than Marone. Um, he, he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all realize that. And they're, they're going to be upset about that last week. They, they should have won that game. They should not have lost that game to Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like they you know got blown out or in any situation like the Jags are. You know, the they Jags lost 20-7 oh, in Houston. God, Houston. Yeah, so... Actually, so yeah, I'm not going to get there. Anytime. Yeah, so it's bad. I mean, so right now that minus three seems pretty good for the Eagle fans. So you guys should get a little bit of love this week um, for all the bad things they say about you. And Including you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to win that game. My lock is lay the three with the Eagles, make some money in that game. You should be fine. Uh, I'm going to go with the over in this week. I know last week, Murray kept talking shit about uh, it's so hard to pick that under. Yeah, I hate picking the under. It's <laughs> such an offensive under. game. And though. then all of a sudden I get this text from JT about all the under games. I think it was what, f- only four games Ten last week. Ten out of the 14 games were under. Yeah, so uh, I'm just – this is the reason why I say that is because – there's so many good offenses out there, and I'm looking at these teams and thinking, shit, they're going to score points. Yeah. They're going to score points. Yeah. The league is set up for teams to score points. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, now I'm just I'm setting up for myself to fail this week, it feels like. But you hate I'm not picking going the overs to. now? No, I don't want to pick the overs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could stick with the unders. But I like the over here, and I like uh, the Saints and the Vikings game. Um, I, I think this game is going to go over the 53 points. That's what the line is, 53 points. The Saints scored 24 points last week against a, a good defense, the Ravens' defense. I mean, so I like that. They got a nice offense. I mean, now it's a little more balanced with uh, Kamara and Ingram. Um, I know a lot of you fantasy guys don't like to see that Kamara yeah, get on the field. I was all about Kamara before Ingram came back. Ooh, now I just you know. Ingram has taken some some love from that guy, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, but it's it's a better thing for Kamara because Kamara's body's not built like right. these other backs yeah. like Saquon Barkley, where they can take that pounding. So it's a good thing for him. It's a good thing for the Saints because you know you know that Ingram's going to wear out a defense, yep. Yep. and then you can just throw Kamara. He's he's he does everything. I mean the guys the guy's crazy. The only way you're not a fan of this is if you're playing fantasy. Exactly. That's it. Outside yeah. of that, no, it's a great deal. Yeah. I mean. It's a Com- great one-two punch. Is there a better one-two punch? No, hell no. Not even close, is there? No, no, not even Man, close. I'm trying to think about the top of my head on one-two punches. Now. That, that, that's it. Yeah, well, Chris, Chris Carson and Mike Davis, Oh, baby. God, all right, well. <laughs> you just lost some credibility, but that's okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that is your Seahawks, so you really that's didn't. Um, yeah. so, but I do like the way Latavius Murray's looked filling in for a Dalvin Cook. I mean, that guy can't find a way to stay. Stay on the field. Uh, you know, so, but Murray scored a couple touchdowns last week, and e, uh, Adam Thielen. I mean, this guy. Who is this guy? You know, he's the fifth player in NFL history to get 100 yards receiving in seven consecutive games. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Adam Thielen. I mean, the dude can play. The guy can play. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty legit. And right now, the Saints are averaging 34 points a game. Vikings are averaging 25 points a game. You know, let's do the math here. That's 59 points. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to look at that. And um, Drew Brees has been playing great. He passed the 500-yard mark. And, you know, we never mentioned that Drew Brees did um, pass the all-time passing yard. So good for him. I mean, he's a stat man. I mean, yeah. he, he's in the league at the right time. And he, good for him, though. He's yeah. the likable guy. I tell you what, man. I, I, the, that game, when I watched that game and I heard uh, the clip of him talking to his sons oh. in, in the moment and he yeah. went over to them, 
I, as a father, man, like that, that moment really resonated yeah. with me. And it still does like every day when I'm putting my son to sleep or, I, or I'm taking him to school, like for him in the biggest moment of his life to be there with his boys and to say, yeah, work hard. You can enough. get anything you want out of life like that. That's big, man. You know what my favorite Drew Brees moment up is? thinking about it. Yeah? Yeah. You know what my favorite Drew Brees moment is? What's that? I'll change your welling up. Then he went on the Oprah show. Uh, you ever see this? No. He went on Oprah and he sat down. You know, he's got that birthmark on his face. Yeah. Oprah goes, oh, you got something on your face. And she licked her lip yeah. or licked her tongue and yeah. tried to wipe it off. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was so uncomfortable uh, to see. I didn't remember as you were saying that. Oh, yeah. Now you remember. Sets. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played it off great. Yeah. But what a class act. So yeah. Drew Brees, you are a class act. Yep. And, uh, and uh, just don't. What if, what if Oprah's president one day? Is she going to bring Drew Brees in and try to wipe up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not a good look. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, uh, that, that's my pick. So I'm going to take the lock in the Eagles, and I'm going to take the over uh, 53 on the Saints and Vikes. Yeah. I'm good. going 2-0. 2-0. You heard it here. Right. Get your bets in now. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, follow up that, uh, those, that wonderful picking amplitude of you, yeah. Brian. And I'm going to try to send this baby home. So what I'm going to do, my lock of the week, I'm taking Pittsburgh, minus 7.5 versus Cleveland. Uh, Pittsburgh is at home, uh, and Cleveland is coming to visit after a heartbreak in Tampa. They went to overtime for the fourth time this season. That was big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield's face, I mean, pretty much told the whole story. That poor guy was shocked when that kick went through the uprights and they lost fourth that game. Fourth overtime game? Fourth overtime game of the year. Now, and if you, you, can, you know what would have been the greatest? What's that? Is if Cleveland would just be have tied all their games so far. Oh, my God. <laughs> They'd be 500. They'd be 500. so excited. Oh, would they be 500? Yeah, they'd, they'd be 0-0, zero zero. yeah. I, oh, that's, I, why couldn't that happen? Yeah. No. Ugh, well, okay. I mean, in the first the first game of the season, Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh met, and this one that's their tie for the year. So... Pittsburgh's coming in, rested, off of a bye week. Cleveland's coming in, playing pretty much four extra quarters on the season, including an extra one last week. Did you know that uh, teams are 0-21 coming off their bye week over the last three seasons? What? No, I'm just making that Get up. Get the <laughs> <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That would have been the sh- most shocking stat that anybody would have I wanted to given. make it believable, but I wanted to make it ridiculous, too. So. I tell you what, if, it, if people would have saw your face, if they could would see your face. Would you have changed your pick if that was the case? Could no. I have convinced you to change your no, pick? No, it would have been 21-1 and one no, after we, this week. <laughs> That's for damn sure. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so anyway... Pittsburgh's arrested. <laughs> Cleveland's overplayed. Pittsburgh is fifth in the league in points, with Antonio Brown being second on the team in catches behind Juju Smith-Schuster. On top of that, no Le'Veon Bell, and yet they're still fifth in the league in points scored. Wow. The, the Browns, however, they have been fun to watch. They've been pesky. They're not the easy out that they've used to be or that we've been accustomed to knowing. I mean, they've been playing decent games. They have played one more game than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, haven't they? That's so true. <laughs> Jesus. That's <is> so true. <laughs> they are in the bottom third of the league in offensive output. Uh, Pittsburgh is sixth at stopping the run, while uh, Connor, he should be a, a, a good, good asset in this game as uh, Cleveland's yeah. run defense ranks 29th in the league. I had him picked in my Fanduel lineup. Yeah, it's, it, it's a good pick, man. Cleveland's, yeah. Cleveland's 28th against the pass. Where Cleveland might be able to do a little something is, is Pittsburgh's kind of in the middle, so they might be able to soften up some passing. 
Baker Mayfield is playing. He's playing decent ball. He's over a thousand yards passing, six touchdowns, five interceptions. So, you it's know, not bad. I mean, it's not terrible. It's enough to keep you in the game. Is what in kind of yeah. what Cleveland has been doing. Um, you know, but the recent, like I said earlier today, when I was talking about uh, Nick Chubb trading away Carlos Hyde. So you know, now Nick Chubb's going to take the mantle as a lead back, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens here. But overall. I think that the, the the big thing here is you're going to get a rested Pittsburgh Steelers team against an overplayed Cleveland Browns team. Uh, Cleveland has had a way of, of covering the spread in the past here, but I, I just think that this game is going to be different. Uh, Pittsburgh wins. They cover the 7.5-point spread. That's my lock of the week. So... This week, since the under is so prevalent in the NFL now, I'm, I'm very pleased to <laughs> have the under this, this week. You can't miss this. can't miss. better not miss this I one. I can't miss. The Carolina Panthers are hosting the Baltimore Ravens, who also are coming off a gut-wrenching loss. I have a friend who's a Baltimore Ravens fan, uh, and I feel for that guy. Justin Tucker misses the extra point for the first time in his career. I think it was 222. I oh. think it was the number. I'm not 100%, but anyway. And you want to see a face. You thought Baker Mayfield's face was the face of disparity? You should have saw his face <laughs> at the end of that. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. He could not believe it. So That was one of the greatest faces. Which one? The t- Justin Tucker face. Oh, he couldn't. It, it, it really, like, it looked so crazy. Like, you haven't had seen anything like that in a while, like a face like that yeah. that, just, that just totally captured the moment. Yeah. It's like an alien yeah. came in through the freaking and I, top and of none the of his, And none of his teammates were even upset with him, I don't think. How could you be? I mean, the guy's been money for so long. There had to be one guy that was upset. Yeah. Right. He was, like, sitting in a corner. My, just, you know. my buddy on his couch <laughs> probably pissed. Oh. Uh, so, anyway, I hope that guy pat, he bounces back because, I mean, he's been pretty consistent. And, I mean, to miss the PAT and lose the game for your If team. he misses, like, the next four kicks, could they just trade Mason Crosby straight up for <laughs> Tucker? I mean, that might be the best thing for both their careers. Oh, man. We'll you know see, what I mean? We'll see. More <laughs> Tucker just slides off. And then they can just say, let's swap it and start fresh. Yeah, hopefully they both regain, right? right. Yeah. Oh, man, poor thing. (laughs) So, anyway, so Baltimore is going to be coming in. um, I would say they're probably coming in motivated. Uh, They are already the top defense in the league, allowing 14.4 points a game, which is three points better on an average per game than Dallas, who is sitting at number two. They allow 20 yes, less yards per game than Jacksonville Dallas is number at number two. two. I just saw that, and I was shocked, too. I was That's, like, what the Seems hell? like a misprint. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that can't be true. I, 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 I didn't believe it either. I almost texted you then, but I didn't want to bombard yeah. you. Um, so they're, they're number two in passing yards allowed, and they're number seven with uh, rushing yards allowed. Carolina is number 10th in the league in points allowed with 21.8. Uh, if you want to do your whole little math thing here, that's about 35 points between the two of them. So I mean, that definitely beats the under of 43 and a half. Carolina is at home. That should all that should tamper any kind of possible offensive output that the Ravens can muster up. I mean, and they're they're not a they're not a model of consistency when it comes to offense. Yeah, Joe Flacco is putting up a decent amount of yards uh, per game, but he's just he has this. I just I just don't trust the guy. He has a tendency to give the ball up in big moments, and, and I just see a, a few turnovers. I think that if anything, if there's a game plan here, Carolina has been running the ball very effectively. Um, they're number four in the league. They average 136 rushing yards a game. So if there was going to be a soft spot, even though it's not overly soft, Baltimore's number seven. You know, I mean, that's still pretty good for rushing, but definitely not going to try to pass. So I think that uh, if we're going to go strength for strength, Carolina is going to try and run the ball at the Baltimore defense. 
trying to wear down that rushing defense. And I, I think this becomes a, a clock management, low-scoring game. I think the 43-and-a-half, take the under, seems like a safe play to me. That seems pretty easy. Yeah. Based on the under numbers. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it seems like, I mean, I, I, I wish I could be picking the under this week. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no pressure on you. You're going to get your chance next week. Don't worry, don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, but before, uh, I know we, we've got our picks in. We've, we've hit all of our points. But we do want to we want to we want to go over one more thing before we tw- plug our Twitter handle. Yeah. Once again. Yeah. Um, we brought up the sack thing last week. Why don't you take that from there? Remember we, we talked about yeah, the sacks. Yeah. Yeah. So the week records? before, when uh, the Ravens shut out the Tennessee Titans, twenty-one to zero, we brought up the fact that the Baltimore Ravens had eleven sacks in that game. Uh, and and Brian, you you had a stat to add regarding uh, yeah, halftime I, sacks. Yeah. I had made it. I made the remark that I thought that someone had set a record in the Giant game. In the, uh, against the Bears on a Monday Night Football game, and I was right. The Giants had sacked. <laughs> what did he? What did they sack? Jay Cutler nine times in the first half. Get out of uh, here! It was like Umanyora, Justin Tuck, and company just beat the shit out of that guy. So anyway, that was great. The reason I got kind of giggly here was because uh, we're in our office for the last time filming our show, and next this week office, we, well, not this the last office, show. No, right? Whoa, because whoa, whoa. we actually got a new spot next week. We're not gonna have guys down there blowing leaves around here in Portland. We got uh, leaves everywhere, and we told the guy to hold off. And this is the second time. So if you heard any leaf blowing, you know, hey. It's JT's fault. He's the one that told him. <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> I was but, the one that said specifically don't do it. But anyway, back to it. Um, I did nail that. Uh, I nailed that Giants nine nine. So, go. You know what? We were distracted there. I just want to make sure that we we get that right. So you did say you thought the Jack the the, the Giants yeah. had a halftime record for sacks, and it turns out it was it nine. Turned out it was nine against, the, the, Jay, against Cutler. Jay Cutler and the and the Bears. And I don't believe Jay Cutler came back in that second half. That was beautiful. I mean, we just just beat the hell out of that guy that game. So I I nailed it. That was that was quite a while ago too. So um, well yeah, done, man. Cr- crazy. Yeah, good memory, buddy. Yeah, I mean, if we were looking at it, and I think they came up. They were like, wow, I wonder what the most was in a game. Uh, so Baltimore's eleven sacks that put them second. Uh, if they would have ended up having twelve, uh, that would have put them in a company with four other teams. Uh, but nobody had committed or committed. Nobody has gotten 11 sacks in a game since 1992. Uh, so that was something that hasn't been done in a while. So so kudos to Baltimore. They do lead the league in sacks now uh, by putting up 11 in that game. Um, going into week eight here, there's still three teams who still haven't sacked the quarterback more I than 11 that. times. We talked about three one of them teams, earlier. Uh, one of them being the Raiders. Right. And the, the next two are going to surprise you. Do you okay, know, you, I don't. One of them is the Giants. I was going to say that, <laughs> which is not surprising. And then the other one is the Patriots. Really? Which kind of surprised me. That a does bit. surprise me. So anyway. All right. So one more. I wanted to bring up one more thing about sacks. When I looked up the Giant thing to make sure I was correct, one player got seven sacks in a game. Do you remember who that was? OCU Manor. No, Michael Strahan. No, he's not a Giant. You, oh, I'm sorry. Say the question again. The guy that got seven sacks in one game. He holds the record for the sacks in one game. Kansas City Chiefs, oh, Derek, Derek Thomas, Thomas uh-huh. DT. Uh-huh. Seven sacks in one game. and I, Now that <laughs> I'm trying to remember all these stats, but I think he did that against the Seahawks, but I might be mistaken. No, I that. think you are right. He might have. But I think, yeah, because I remember. So seven sacks in one game. So he's got he's got as many sacks in one game that the Raiders have all year. Going into week eight. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, everybody, get on our Twitter handle. We, got- we, we, need, to get, we need to get people on the Twitter Uh we got Sugar Sports Pod C. Sugar Sports Pod C. That's just the letter C. 
Uh, we'll like get some question and answer. We're also going to put our picks up there so you guys can see, follow us, um, and let, and then listen to the show, and we'll go into more detail about our picks. But jump on there, ask us some questions, get on there. Let's get some interaction going. Yep, and we also got a Facebook now, Sugar Sports. Oh. You can find us on there. Make sure you like our page. Uh, we've been just putting up the same thing we're doing with Twitter, adding our, our picks out there. We're not going to give you the picks. You have to listen to the show to hear it, but at least you're going to get a little preview of what we're going to be diving into. Uh, we're going to make sure we post them up there when they are available. So get on our social, like our pages, and then... Uh, that it? Yeah, yeah. and that, I'd say that's about it, man. Let's, let's, let's hope we, we bounce back. We're going to go 4-0 this week. Yeah. It's going to be solid. All right, man. All right, y'all. Show. See ya. Later.